Wildcats, Warriors, Bulldogs, Cavaliers, Bees, Dragons, Panthers, Tigers, Pioneers, Bobcats. The Upper Cumberland's exclusive coaches roundtable. Your teams, your coaches. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Bar Builders. By Mountain Barn Builders, Colin Castleberry with you. We are live Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. Upper Mint swept to cab last night. White County got a sweep of Cumberland thanks to OT and apparently some controversial calls according to some people. Livington, Livingston split with Stone and Pickett picked up a sweep of Clark Range. But none of that matters because Cookville swept Lebanon and that is where we will start here this morning. We've got several Lady Cavaliers with us. We begin with uh, Carolee Gilbert, Allie Gillis, and Macy Hudson joining us. And uh, we'll start with, why not? We'll start with Carolee. Just, uh, Carolee, what did it mean uh, to, to, to you know, pick up a sweep of Lebanon, who obviously uh, is probably your toughest competition here in district play? It felt really good. Um... We as a team, we were just trying to beat them again. Like, I don't, we just wanted to get the number one district so then we can host them. Yeah, absolutely. Allie, uh, Carolee sort of talked about it right there. I mean, it's one thing to play a team twice. You're going to do that in district play, but how kind of weird was it to play a team twice in 36 hours away and then home? Oh, it was really weird, especially Lebanon, because they're our toughest competition right now in district. So it was rough, but we got through and. We came out with a couple bruises from just how rough it was, but we pulled out the win, and that's what matters. Macy, obviously, uh, you know, it was it was one thing to play them twice, but to pick up two wins. What do you think made the biggest difference for you guys in these two ball games against a really tough Lebanon team? Um, I think that we just played as a team. We're all for each other, so it doesn't matter who has the most points that night. We just go in, confidence in each other. We got the wins. You did get the wins. We go back a little bit here. That winter weather was absolutely absurd. It was so unprecedented, uh, but it did allow you to take a bit of a break. What were you doing away from basketball uh, when we got, you know, what is it, 10 days off of school? Yeah, it was it was really different having that much time off of school and basketball. So we, I went sweating, sledding a little bit just to have fun, hung out with friends. And, okay, love yeah. that. <laughs> Allie, what were you getting? What were you getting up to? Uh, you know, while there was nothing going on? Um, pretty much just the same thing Macy said. Just, you know, still working out to be ready for basketball, but just hanging out with friends and taking a break. I'd be remiss if I didn't also follow up asking you, is it is it different when you're out like that, but you're still with coach? <laughs> you're still kind of caught up with basketball. Yeah, we have our moments where we talk about basketball, but we also have those moments where it's just mom and daughter, and I think we do a really good job of separating the both. Carolee, what were you doing while we were out of school? Sledding, hanging with friends, <laughs> and making snow cream. Making snow cream. Okay, was it good or bad? Because I know that can go horribly wrong. It was very good. Was yeah, it very good? Very okay. Good. Oh, oh, was this, did you do this? Did yeah. you and Allie do it together? Oh, okay. Yes. I love that. All right, speaking of coach gillis we'll we'll stick with yeah sure we'll go with Allie. that's fine he passed the mic ladies and gentlemen <laughs> ally obviously there is a different dynamic for you but what is it like playing uh, for your mom you're obviously not the first in the family to do it either um it's a love-hate relationship because it's one thing when your mom's yelling at you it's like why are you yelling at me mom but then 
it's just, like I said, we do a really good job of separating daughter and coach, and I just think that sometimes we have our moments where it's like, I don't really want to talk to you, but we push through. <laughs> Carolee, what for you is it like playing for Coach Gillis? It's not really different. Just Well, I have been really close with Allie since I was little, but it's still like last year it was a little different just because I was used for being Allie's friend, <laughs> but now I'm like Allie's friend and on the team, but it's not much of a difference. Macy, what is it? for you playing for uh, obviously such a, a beloved but difficult coach to say the least. Yeah, I I think she's great. She always knows what to say to us and how to get us pumped up or just says everything in the right moment. Yeah, speaking of, of pumped up and, and staying motivated, again, 11-inch your toughest competition. Probably wasn't tough to get up for those two games the last two days, but how do you guys stay motivated when in most of these games, by the middle of the third quarter, we, we're kind of run, you're kind of running away with this one. Yeah, well, I remember last night, I think it was in the fourth quarter, I think we were down, coach called a timeout, she was like, you guys got to dig deep right now, it's like a gut check, and I think that pumped us up, motivated us to pull out the win, Allie, at least for me it did. Oh, yeah, hey, I lo- no, you're fine, I love it, the motivation, uh, did, Allie, what is it like for you in these games where, you know, how do you stay motivated when you're running away with some of these ball games? Um, I think, like Macy said, coach said, it's gut check time, and that really hit deep, um, it's just looking to the player next to you and thinking, if you lose this game, she also loses this game. So it's really just, let's pull out this uh, win as a team and just so we can keep moving forward. Carolee, final question here, and we'll let you answer it, and that is, how do you stay motivated? What motivates Carolee Gilbert when you're up 15, 20, 25 points? Um, well, every time someone else scores, we always clap with them, give them high fives, point to them, just Everyone cheers for each other, and that helps motivate all of us. Sisterhood of a basketball. (laughs) Carolee Gilbert, Allie Gillis, and Macy Hudson join us here on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Ladies, thank you so much. Uh, Enjoy breakfast, and we are live at Chick-fil-A. You can come enjoy breakfast, too, down on Interstate Drive. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the High School Playbook. A new storage building to add room. A new space for the animals. From gazebos to garages, it's built Mountain Strong by Mountain Barn Builders. Highway 127 Clark Range. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. the high school playbook live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. It was a tough night in Jamestown as York got the better of Jackson in both the girls and boys games. However, the boys was certainly a contest for three and a half quarters. If not for a 13-0 run near the end of the second quarter, the young upstart Blue Devils might have found an upset in the end. They certainly have to be tired though. Even for a younger team, they've played Monday, Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday of last week, and repeated that schedule this week. Jackson head coach Kevin Thomas joins the program this morning. Coach, uh, thanks for taking some time. Let's go back to Tuesday. It was a nice win over Trousdale County. What did you see from your team that you liked and hope you can carry forward? Oh, I, uh, you know, they're, uh, uh, they're against Trousdale County. I just thought we handled their uh, extended zone pretty good and took care of the ball and, and – uh, you know, we shared the ball pretty good against that zone and was and, and didn't turn it over. And uh, I just thought that we were able to, you know, to really handle that kind of pressure and trapping, and and it uh, kind of helped us, you know, 
at this time of year to be able to handle that kind of thing. And I was pleased with the way they handled it there against Trialsville County. And you turn the corner that you know on Tuesday and go on the road to Gordonsville, a really, really good team. You come up just short, 52-48. What in that game ultimately doesn't go your way, and how do you start to find uh, you know, the little things that win those close ones? Well, uh, you know, I talked to the kids after that game. It was a tie game at half, and they come out and got ahead at the, you know, to start the third, and then we fought back and got the lead again. And matter of fact, we were leading less than four minutes, and it's happened to us a couple of times here in the last couple of weeks. Uh, uh, we're just not, you know, with these group of sophomores, you know, with starting four and coming off the bench with two more. I think it's we're going through a process of learning how to win those games at the end you know we're playing really well at times throughout the game and, and have been leading and both of those losses to smith and gordonsville but when it got right down to it when they got tied or they hit a big shot we kind of get to play tight and and make a turnover or two or a wrong decision or miss a free throws and and uh, you know i think it's a little bit of learning how to win with some young kids and and i think we're going through that right now Friday night, you went on the road again, York Institute. That is an extremely talented team, a difficult environment. Absolutely, you know, you're always looking for a W. I don't want anyone to think that that that's the point of the question. But what does a young team learn about themselves in competing against a team like that in their home environment? And honestly, giving them a game, 79-61, probably not that indicative of, of, at times, how good this game was. No, uh, we're up 27-23 with about three minutes to go in the uh, second quarter. And I just, we, we, we just, we just made some really crucial mental errors and we missed a couple shots. And next thing you know, they go on a 13-0 run to end the half, at the end of the half and they're up 36-27. And that was just a big turning point in the York game. Uh, uh, that 13-0 run, we come back out the third quarter. They kind of push it back up. Then we cut back into the lead again. But uh, really and truly, that separation they got in that 13-0 run there at the end of the second quarter was the difference. And you know, and then it gets down there late. And, and I thought Will Beatty, I think he's played the game of his career. I know he's a young sophomore for York. He had 32 and just scored outside. He had three threes the second quarter. He scored it, you know, posting up. They backdoored. He hit threes. I thought he really, really played exceptionally well. And then Wattenbarger hit, I think he hit four threes the second half. So, I mean, we scored the ball. We scored 18 the third quarter, but we didn't get any stops from them. So it was just one of those uh, games that that run made a difference, and we just couldn't overcome it. Yeah, to put it in context for people, last week you guys play Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. This week, Monday, Tuesday, Friday, and you're going to go to Cumberland County, Kentucky, uh, you know, Saturday. Uh, Coach, just simple question, where are your team's legs at and how do you keep a young, even a young team who obviously bounces back a whole lot better than you and me would, uh, how do you keep their legs yeah. Uh, you know, fresh and, and ready to go for, for a lot of these ball games and, truthfully, again, a lot of these road trips. Oh, you're right. And, you know, we played uh, Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday, we just went for about an hour and did a lot of shooting. Thursday, we go an hour and a half, and I really didn't do anything up and down the floor. It stayed half court. 
uh, and we did do a lot of shooting through there. And and then the, you know you got to think about the mental part of it, uh, of kind of kind of mentally drained a little bit to doing that. And it's kind of like prepare for the next, you know, this team, then the next team, and then you know you're getting ready for two more games, and uh, that kind of gets that kind of gets to them too. But uh, I just told the kids, I said, listen, this is tournament time playing this many games in a few days. Uh, I really and truly think the competition level that we're playing, I say, guys, this is, you know, we got to use it as a positive and playing eight games in two weeks, uh, just got to use it as a positive to get ourselves mentally and physically ready to play that district tournament starting on the 13th. Well, Coach, uh, final question, Head Coach Kevin Thomas, Blue Devils uh, basketball at Jackson County High School. Excuse me. Before I let you go, you do head to Cumberland County, uh, Kentucky. I should clarify, Cumberland County, Kentucky. Uh, what do you like? What do you kind of like about going across the state line? Uh, different kind of basketball up there, despite the fact that you guys are obviously pretty close to the state line. What do you like about going across, and, and what do you kind of expect uh, from Cumberland County, Kentucky, if you've gotten to see anything on film? Well, uh, this will be my first time since I've come back to Jackson County going across the state line we just felt like that uh you know we try to go north you know we had a few people drop us that uh, we were going to west and with cascade and community and they were like an hour and a half trip and we thought well this is about 45 minutes to an hour and so uh you know we played them early in the year really physical team uh and a really talented team i mean they uh i've got to see them a little bit on film but you know i kind of be honest with you, we've been playing so many district games. I've kind of put this one on the back burner. Uh, I just know how athletic they've got. Two or three kids are really athletic, and uh, you know, just be another good test for us to to go play somebody. It's going to be their senior night, and I'm sure they'll have a big crowd there in Kentucky, and and it'll be a, a, an exciting environment. And I think it'll be good for these young kids. Jackson County head coach Kevin Thomas as the Blue Devils fall in a tight ball game last night to York uh, ends up 79-61. Now we head to McMinnville where Warren County was on a hot streak before the weather hit. Seemed as if they would return with a similar attitude winning the first two games out of the break. But since then, they have lost three of four, including two to Coffee County, and they find themselves slipping down in the district standings. Head coach Danny Fish joins us now on the program. Coach, I appreciate your time. Let's jump right into it, though. What makes Coffee County such a difficult matchup as they are the only team that will be getting a sweep over you guys here in the regular season? Um, you know, play better than we did. Um, <laughs> you know, Cooper Reed... Um, you know, was the best player on the floor both times that we played them. Um, you know, they do a really good job. Uh, he's a tough matchup for us, and they really knocked down some shots. Uh, kind of, uh, you know, banged up, but at the same time, um, you know, we got to have other guys that step up. Uh, but, yeah, they, they did a good job last night. You know, last week when we played them, last Saturday when we played them over there, you know, they did a really good job. We didn't play very well, and First half, second half, they did. We fought back, but came up short. But you know, Cooper Reed is a is a, is a very good player for them, and uh, he hit some big shots last night against us. And uh, you know, we just weren't able to kind of get rolling. Um, but yeah, they 
they're playing very well right now. Andrew does a great job. Him and his staff do a great job. And, uh, you know, we just uh, let that kind of slip through our hands. You guys came back from uh, the winter weather. You won two more straight. You ran that uh, kind of win streak to five games since you are uh, you're one in three. You've won, you know, you've lost three of your last four. Yeah. What's what yeah. what kind of uh, what's what is happening here? What's this team got to do to kind of get back to what we know they're capable of uh, from that five game winning streak? Well, I mean, you know, we've played five games over the last eight days. Yeah, that doesn't help. Very difficult sometimes, you know. And uh, uh, last night, I felt like, you know, and really, you know, Thursday night too, I felt like we were kind of mentally and physically fatigued. Um, you know, more so mentally fatigued. But you know, we've had some injuries. You know, um, since Whitlock, our six foot seven center is out. He's been out for the past week. Uh, my son Devin Fish, he had. And surgery yesterday with a, you know, he had a Bennett's fracture, suffered a Bennett's fracture in the, in the game at Coffee last week. Um, so he's been out, you know, the past week, uh, you know, and it's been uh, it's been tough. You know, Dev does a lot of stuff for us. Um, you know, when second leading scorer, second leading rebounder, runs their offense. Um, you know, we need some guys that can step up into that role and uh, you know do what he does and. Uh, We've just not been able to find that on a consistent basis. You know, we've had some guys, you know, when we played Shepard, Dylan Stepp and Nate Turner and some guys like that off the bench had uh, stepped up in that role and, and, you know, done a pretty decent job. And, uh, you know, but, you know, the past couple of games, it's been, you know, very difficult to find people that could, uh, you know, do what he does. And, um, you know, when and with that be that puts a lot more pressure on like Trayton Terry and you know Aaron Templeton. Uh, you know, Dev would take pressure off of them. They didn't have to handle the ball as much, and now they're having to handle the ball and run the offense. And um, you know, we've just had a lot of uh, you know bad uh, you know bad luck over about the past week. So we just got to have some guys step up. Well, last night we had a he come off the bench with 11 for us, which was good. Uh, we just got to have some guys. That you know, need to step up in that role, and uh, everybody's roles changed for us over the past week. You know, when you just, you know, when you lose one of your best players, if not your best player, um, you know, everybody's kind of changed. Everybody in their roles there for, um, you know, most part of the year. Uh, we were starting to to roll a little bit and starting to play really well, and then you know we have a, a you know another injury. Uh, which is the third season-ending injury that we've had off of our team this year. Um, you know, makes it tough. Makes it tough. Certainly does. You mentioned the team uh, kind of being mentally tired, uh, needing to maybe get their legs and their minds back under them. How do you do that over this weekend and kind of turn the page uh, for obviously a non-district game on the road on Monday at York? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, never. it's never fun going to York, I'll tell you that. I've played there a bunch, and I've coached there a lot. You know, it's a tough, tough place to play, but a uh, big good challenge for us. We're going to kind of use it as a game to uh, get some other guys some minutes. You know, I gave them off today. I gave them off tomorrow. I'm going to open the gym. I think they're – I'm opening the gym, but, you know, we're not going to practice, practice. Uh, at this year, I feel like you – know, and healthy, you know, mentally and physically is probably more important than reps. Um, so we're just going to give them off some 
we'll give them off Sunday. Hopefully they can uh, regain focus, you know, hopefully a, a day away or two days away from just kind of basketball or the thought process of the basketball will help them. Um, you know, we're, we'll travel to York on Monday, play, you know, we'll play the, the depth of the bench, you know, we'll play a lot of guys and, and uh, using that as, you know, kind of see where some of the guys are at. And then go, we'll finish our last district game at I mean, next week. Hopefully, game finish up seven, you know, seven and three. That'll be the third seed in our district, and um, you know, roll into you know next Saturday night at home with uh, our sister cab on senior night. You know, our guys, uh, we still have the ability. Uh, I just think that the guys are you know kind of licking their wounds right now. You know, this week's been really tough for us. Uh, you know, playing. You know, Friday, Saturday of last week, and then, you know, Tuesday, and then Thursday, Friday of this week. Um, you know, we're just kind of uh, uh, trying to figure out our identity right now. And, uh, you know, we need, we need a couple guys to step up, and we had some guys step up off the bench. Hopefully they can do that in a consistent fashion. That would be the best thing about playing two non-district games this coming up week is that we can play some other guys. Uh, to see, you know, you know, see where we're at, you know, but, but we got to figure something out. I know that. Yeah, you you almost started to talk about it there at the end, Coach Head uh, Head Coach Danny Fish, uh, Warren County Pioneer Basketball. Before I let you go, you you again you started to allude to it right there with the situation you're in, and obviously a district game slammed in there between them. Uh, but how important, how maybe beneficial? Do you think it is that you're going to be able to get into non-district games that you can use almost as uh, kind of warm-ups, scrimmages, exhibitions in a sense uh, to get everybody in, get experience for the district tournament? Well, I mean, we've talked all year, Colin. You know, we're really young. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and it's going to be beneficial for us to be able to get some of those guys some longer minutes at the time. You know, sometimes we can – we can play them, you know, for a minute here, two minutes there, you know, uh, against some of our district opponents. But, you know, you can't keep Alex Van Vieren on. For six, eight minutes, you know, to get these guys some burn time. And that will allow us to do that this week. Plus, you know, also we get to kind of tinker with some stuff that we've been doing, you know. I mean, when you have – you're playing this these seven or eight guys and then – this is what you're doing all the time defensively or offensively. And now you've lost, you know, two to three of those guys out of that seven in the past week. You've got to figure out how to play a little bit differently. You know, the guys that you're subbing in or the guys that's stepping in for those guys may not do the things that those other those other guys do. So um, we got to figure out defensively a little bit, you know, what's the best line for, you know, offensively. You know, can we still play our spread offense with that, our dribble drive, read and react spread offense, and, uh, you know, kind of what's best for us. Uh, but at the same time, our guys are getting after it and they're playing hard. Um, and, I, I, you know, we got, you know, basically another week to figure it out before we get into the district tournament. Warren County head basketball coach Danny Fish as the Pioneers are swept on the season by Coffee County after a loss last night, 47-36. to Also joined in that segment by Jackson County boys coach Kevin Thomas. Wanted to make sure we thanked him for coming on the program after Jackson County last night 
falls in a 79-61 defeat uh, at the hands of York Institute. We'll have more from the Lady Cavaliers when we return on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Your front row seat to every game around UC Sports Nation. The high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Back inside Chick-fil-A live on Interstate Drive. It's the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. And we're once again joined by a couple members of the Lady Cavaliers, Isabel Garcia, Charlie Roby with us now. And we will begin with Isabel Garcia. Isabel, two games in two days against the same opponent. Now you're going to play district opponents twice. That's normal. How weird was it to face a team twice in less than 48 hours? Um, I would say it was definitely weird. It was it was a lot of preparing, and we really didn't have that much time because we played Tuesday, and we only had one day to prepare for two back-to-back -back games. But I think we did a good job as a team just staying focused and focusing on both nights, playing them back-to-back. Charlie, how weird was it for you to, to see the same opponent, see the same uniform in front of you twice in back-to-back in -back nights? It was also really weird because, like, they're a really good team. And, mm -hmm. like, usually whenever you play a team and only beat them by a few, you need a few days to prepare. And we had them, like, next day. Yeah, so what were, what were some of the biggest adjustments that you feel like you guys made from night one to night two? Because I know they had to come in, uh, you know, last night and, and have something, some different things to throw at you. Just more talking on defense with screens and things like that and to run our offense more. I feel like we didn't really do that as much first day. I hear you guys sometime in the fourth quarter, uh, head coach Jamie, you know, Coach Gillis kind of said it's gut check time. She kind of stepped up. How, how, what, what was that motivating factor for you when you heard her say that? What went through your mind? Just to show us, like, we are the better team and uh, we need to come back and win. For you, uh, Isabel, what was that moment like? You know, timeout, fourth quarter, you're down by a couple to a really, really good team that you know you can beat because you did it last night, 24 <laughs> hours ago at the time. Uh, what was that moment like for you? Um, well, I was fouled out, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to have to talk about that again. Yeah. Isabel, what do we have to do to stop fouling out of ball games? I've been a lot better. The first night, I've been really focusing on just going straight up, but I would say my last foul was not a foul because mm. I had the ball on offense, but it it is what it is. It is what it is. Isabel, what is it like playing for Coach Gillis? Um, I think I personally loved playing for Coach Gillis. I think she always pushes me to be a better player, and she's always just been very confident in me. When, in me when I wasn't and I feel like she's really helped me grow as a player. Charlie for you what is it like playing for Coach Gillis? I feel like coach she's an amazing coach she knows where to push and where to get us to the next level and um, to like be able to use what you can do and like to work on things that you can during the game. Well, speaking of pushing, how do you guys stay motivated? Uh, certainly against Lebanon, closer games, really good team. That's easier. But when in a lot of these games throughout you know, 2024 so far, you guys have been up 15 and 20 and 25 points at times. How do you keep yourself motivated in games like that? 
Just getting hype and like being able to know that every single player is able to score like at all times and to just have everyone there with you whenever you're on the court. For you, Isabel, how do you stay motivated both because, you know, obviously you guys are up big in some of these games and, and obviously for you at some points it's, you know, how do you stay motivated when you're, t you're told you have to go sit on the bench for the rest of the ball game? Well, I'd say... I think our team is very for each other and like we love seeing everyone get out there and everyone score and we love cheering on the bench like whether we're playing or not. Final question for the two of you. Let's get away from the court. We had some crazy weather a couple weeks ago. You're forced basically to walk away from school and from basketball for about eight to ten days. Well, what were you doing with yourselves in the middle of basketball season all of a sudden you can't play basketball? Well. I was kind of stuck at home for a few days because my car was stuck in the ice. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Paige was with me for like one day, I think. And we played out in the snow. And I was with family. And that was pretty much it. Charlie, what were you getting up to when you couldn't hit the court? Um, I also played in the snow a lot <laughs> with my siblings. I did sleep a lot more than usual. Um, still had to work on staying in shape because after like a 10 days, it's really hard to come back, especially in district. Yeah, how did you stay? What were, we, what were you doing to stay in shape? Just running. Running in this in the Oh, weather. no, no, not outside. Not oh, outside. okay. I was like, were you, you were no. just like out in the streets. Just no. Oh, okay. All right. No. Isabel, what were you doing to, to kind of stay sharp, stay in shape? I would do like little workouts. We have a treadmill, but we're work, <laughs> we're like fixing downstairs, so I couldn't get on that. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, you, at least you have one. It's yeah, coming. That's true. Charlie Roby, Isabel Garcia uh, joining us inside the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Uh, let's take a look now at the rest of action across the UC. Uh, we'll start, or that is, we'll stay uh, on the girls' half of action from last night. A couple really, really tight ball games, including that Cookville game. Uh, Cookville, a 46 44 winner for a second consecutive night. They defeat Lebanon, pick up a season sweep of the uh, of Lebanon. Upperman DeCab, one point game, and both teams scored under 30. Tell me the last time you saw that. 29 28. Upperman able to squeak out a win there over DeCab, who falls to 0 and. Seven or zero oh and eight, I believe, in district play. But again, they, these are the kind of ball games that they have played, right? It, it's head coach Brandy Alley has this team right on the cusp. Really, a team that, that you know, I hate to talk about next year, but you might want to really keep an eye on the Lady Tigers because next year, with a year of experience and a whole off season uh, with Coach Alley, this could be a really, really dangerous team. Another tight one, White County and Cumberland County. We'll hear from Cumberland County head coach Kim Cram at the end of the program, we uh, hope. Hope to get her on the phone. But 53-52, White County walks away with a victory in overtime. Some controversial calls in that ball game. End of regulation, uh, a foul that was called. Uh, end of overtime, a foul that wasn't called. Uh, so a lot happening in that one. Livingston, 59-43, defeats Stone to get a season sweep of the Lady Panthers. Clay County, 54-48, defeats Gordonsville. Pickett picks up a season sweep of Clark Range, 72-55. York, a 58-27 winner over Jackson. And Warring County, as we talked to head coach Tyler Sapp, Last week does complete their four-game week with a couple ball games where they're able to get some experience for some younger girls, a 50-17 to 17 win for them over Bledsoe. 
On the boys' half of action, Upper Mint 75-41 handles DeKalb Cookville, a season sweep of Lebanon 80-44 on a second consecutive night. White County, a 52-34 winner over Cumberland. Livingston and Stone played a football game last night. I can say that because I was on the call. It was the most absurd amount of fouls and physicality uh, in the way the game was played. But somehow, it's 90-80. to 80. Stone wins that one. Uh, Daniel Bilbury had 29. Cade Caps had 40. It was a crazy night in Overton County uh, in the boys' half of action. Coffee County, the season sweep of Warren, 47-36 last night. Gordonsville, a one-point win, ekes it out against Clay County, 51-50. Pickett defeating Clark Range, 62-41. York, 79-61, thanks to a 13-0 run in the second quarter. They defeat Jackson. Van Buren, oh, so close, just comes up short uh, against Bledsoe. We will hear, uh, hopefully here in mere moments in our next segment, near the end of the program as well, from head coach Dustin Sullivan of Van Buren County. And then Monterey, a 10-point loss to Watertown, 54-44. So Watertown getting a season sweep of Monterey. So that'll do it for action across the UC. I'm Colin Castleberry. When we return, we do hope to catch up with Cumberland County head coach Kim Cram. Talk to her about a crazy overtime ball game last night with White County from inside the high school playbook on uh, built by Mountain Barn Builders. The decisions that change the games. Explained here. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook. Inside the high school playbook, right here for, at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. I'm Colin Castleberry with you, and it seemed as if no one had responded to the unprompted break brought on by the weather better than the Cumberland County Lady Jets, an occurrence no one probably would have predicted considering their youth, but head coach Kim Cram made a fantastic decision, it seems, not forcing the team back, allowing them to take a break, get rest, mental reset, and come back focused and renewed. They won three straight when they came back, all three in district play, to skyrocket from one and three to four and two in the district slate. That run included a win over uh, L.A. on the road. The biggest test was coming, though, and it concluded last night, a matchup with White County, and despite it being a loss, the Lady Jets passed with flying colors. White had won Every game since losing to Stone by double digits and looked as if they were not going to be challenged for the rest of the year until Coach Cram and her team took the Warriorettes to OT last night and fell by just one, 53-52. A controversial call at the end of regulation, a controversial call uh, near the end of overtime. Coach Cram hops on with us now. Coach, I have been excited for this all morning. Despite it being a loss, how proud are you of your team's effort and play last night? Yeah, I mean, I'm really, really happy with our kids. Um, I thought they did everything uh, that we talked about. Uh, I think um, I think for us, uh, we know what that outcome of that game was, um, and, and we're really proud of our kids. We have zero regrets, and we have zero, um, uh, you know, we don't have much negative to say to our kids about that game. It was it was everything that that we wanted them uh, to do. 
All right, now let's look kind of at just the holistic return here uh, from that winter weather. And, and I, I say that because right as we were coming back, you and I discussed that you did a, some things differently, maybe some things that you wouldn't have done in the past, and it worked. You guys win three consecutive games. You win three consecutive district games, including a road matchup, extremely difficult place to win at Livingston Academy. Why do you think your team responded so positively uh, coming back from that kind of unprecedented and unplanned break? I just think our kids are super resilient. They're really competitive. Um, they, they, they don't like losing. Um, I think that we had been going through a spell of kids being sick, kids being beat up, and you know that the snow really gave them some time off and to reset themselves. And so I think with all those things coming together, they were really able to to just respond and mentally get back in the right place. And um, we've done some really great things. Um, beating Livingston at Livingston is really hard. Um, last night um, should have been should have been reversed. It should have been the other way. The outcome. And so we're just really proud of how they've responded and handled all the adversity. Yeah, I want to go back to that Livingston game really quick. I don't. I wouldn't normally go back three ball games, but that feels like mm-hmm. just such an impo- a game that's going to play so importantly in the rest of this season in the district tournament. Uh, you guys go in there. You really kind of punch Livingston in the mouth. And the, maybe the bigger question is, how proud were you to see your team hold, not hold on, but respond there late, putting young kids at the free throw line in a game in which Livingston continued. Ellie Butler and Mally Coleman hit big shots that could have rocked your team, and instead they walk away with a four-point win just being super mature at the line. Yeah, you know, that was probably one of the best things about it. Um, I think, you know, we were up by 10, and there was like maybe three minutes left or something like that. And the first thing out of my mouth was, they're not going to quit. You know, Livingston's not quitting. And so um, I knew that they were going to have that last surge. I knew that Ellie Butler was going to make a big shot. Um, but the the difference was is that we really kind of managed Butler throughout the game. She never went on these huge runs. Her her 19 that she got were hard-earned, and they were spread out throughout the game. And so um, I was really proud of our kids for just being mentally tough. That game was not uh, so much about physical plays as it was about mental plays. Well, speaking of mental plays, you've got three games coming up that are going to challenge your mentality, uh, certainly. We start with Monday night. You go to Stone, obviously a game that is uh, pretty massive in the scope there of of Crossville. Uh, How do you guys turn the page, get mentally prepared for that? And then secondarily, again, normally wouldn't look past a game, but having to play Upperman twice in you know a three-day span thursday and saturday how do you kind of prepare to do that as well uh post stone well i mean obviously stone is just different you know it's yeah it's a district game but it's such a different game for us because it is cross town and um it is a big game in our community um and so for us we have to make sure that 
we walk into that game with the right um, mental um, mindset because uh, that game is more about how you handle it mentally than it is physically. And so, you know, we have today off and tomorrow we're back in the gym and that's the first thing out of our mouth is just getting to where we need to be mentally and ready to respond. As for, again, not trying to look past Stone Memorial by any stretch, uh, but just the general idea of having to play a, a team like Upperman twice in three days, how do you prepare for that? Well, I think, you know, obviously the snow day is what created that. Obviously the Saturday game is, is the makeup game. And so um, in regards of um, the way it played out, I think it's the best case scenario for us, you know, we don't, you know, we're playing, you know, back to back. We have the day in between, and so you have a day of rest, and you don't have to re-prepare for a different team. You know, you actually get to come right back and um, try to do better what you didn't do before, and sometimes that's easier to do when it's fresh. And so um, for us, that's how we're going to approach it. This is a great thing. You know, I'd rather play them twice quickly and knock that out and so um and we get to end it with with them coming to us which is another real positive thing so um there's not a bad team in this district and every night is is difficult and so this isn't going to be any different Head head coach kim cram cumberland county lady jets joining us inside the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. I'm Colin Castleberry. We are live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. Rewind the film. Review the plays. The high school playbook. Available on demand. UCSportsNation.com. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Highway 111 to visit Van Buren and Coach Dustin Sullivan, someone I've been trying to get on the phone for a few weeks. Between basketball, being the AD, and the family farm, however, all during the weather we had, we couldn't get coordinated. Finally, we're able to find a time, and Coach now joins the program after a hard-fought 59-52 loss last night to Bledsoe. Coach, appreciate the time. Let's start, since we haven't talked since it all happened, with what it was like navigating the weather for you personally, as well as as the basketball coach and AD there at Van Buren. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure, you know, from school and, and a basketball standpoint, I'd say it was about the same for all of us because it was just complete shutdown, you know. Uh, you just you couldn't do anything. Uh, you already had the weekend off when the weather kind of came in. Then you had another full week off. I think maybe Tuesday of the next week we were able to have an open gym. And then like first like practice was maybe on Wednesday because we knew we were finally going to get back in school on Thursday. So you're talking, you, you know, 12, 13 days just, just out of the ordinary, uh, you know. So... Uh, but I'd say it was about like that for everybody. Most other people were able to kind of get back out on the floor and start playing, I think, maybe a little bit sooner than we were. And, um, you know, but that's just, you know, every school system's different. And, uh, you know, some school systems have a, you, um, 
if you don't play that day or if you don't go to school that day, you can't play. And uh, we, we don't have that, but uh, we had quite a bit of snow on the mountain. And even on, like, um, you know, like that Monday night, we were supposed to play Clark Range. And, I mean, even if the administration had said, hey, you can play, we wouldn't have been able to because half our girls' team still couldn't get out of their driveway, uh, you know, <laughs> eight days after the, you know, the, the storm. So uh, that was the way that was. Uh, you know, personally, it was actually, I mean, it was it was – it was just a little bit of a break. Got to help my dad a little bit more around the farm than I normally do, and uh, and that was that was kind of fun. I usually don't see the cows too much for about four months in the winter, but I got to see them a lot more than I normally do. So so that part of it wasn't bad, but uh, you know we're back rocking and rolling now and and playing a, a lot more games than we're practicing to try to get caught up. Yeah, obviously the the follow up question is pretty simple. How do you feel like your team has kind of responded to to coming back from that? You guys now obviously have played you know a couple district games and and several games overall. As many people are aware, your district is extremely small, so yeah, uh, playing a lot of out yeah, of it's district. One of those. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say you play a lot of out of district quote unquote competition, even though it's uh, it feels like they should be in your district because they are you know they're close, they're rivals, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, we play a lot of a lot of the valley teams that you know uh, in middle school they they are district, but then when we get to high school, you know a lot of them are double A uh, and we're single A, and like you said, our district's small, three teams. Part of that, you know, where everything just continues to to keep getting more and more watered down. Uh, I'm not a fan of it, but I seem to be in the minority, so uh, you, you you have to just play with uh, you know with what you're given, and uh, and and yeah, well, I think we've played. Six games already since we've been back. Played four this week, every night except Wednesday night. Uh, haven't played well from a wins and losses standpoint. Uh, we're two and four through those six. But I haven't felt like that we've played bad. I, you know, we've just played some good teams. Uh, got a good win at Clark Range the other night. And then actually... You know, played Grundy County's really, really solid in 2A. We went over there, hostile environment, and and, and had a chance late before we had to foul, and, and they eked it away. Uh, lost last night at home to 4A Chattanooga Howard, who's just ultra athletic. Lost to them on a uh, buzzer beater at the. I mean, you know, it was it was tied. I thought we were going to get to go to overtime, and and. Uh, really good player for them was able to to get a three to drop uh buzzer went off all the ball was still in the air so uh that was that was a heartbreaker and then tonight we uh, didn't have much legs having to go back on the road again uh over to bledsoe which is you know kind of a, a rival for us and led for three quarters even though we we kind of struggled and then we just kind of hit a wall in the fourth and couldn't get a stop when we needed it and, and let that one get away from us so that one hurt, but I didn't feel like we played bad tonight. I thought we had one bad quarter, and it came at a bad time. But but, but overall, I'm I'm pretty happy with where we are. I feel like the kids have responded, and we're, and, I, and I hope that, and I think maybe we're going to find our groove at the right time. Well, one of the benefits of having such a small district and, and being able to kind of find your groove at the right time is – uh, you, you've still got to play South Pitt a second time, and you've still got to play Whitwell a second time. So a, a chance to to get some more district wins there to, to put yourself in a good spot. Where does yep. this team have to turn the page, though, over the weekend, early next week? Where do you guys have to get better to prepare for those two district ball games? Uh, well, I, I think, you know, 
not to be cliche, but, you know, I, I think all of us at this point in the season uh, are seeing who can get the better the fastest just with fundamentals. You know, I, I think fundamentals win games, and, you know, we've, we've really been harping on on defense for about the last, you know, since we came back from, from Christmas break, really, but, but especially the last couple of weeks. And, you know, I thought for the most part, until the fourth quarter tonight, that we had guarded pretty good. And so uh, we're, we're just going to have to be a team that, 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 can, that, that will, will sit down and guard and, and give teams one shot. And, uh, but, of course, you know, it, all the coaches are saying that. It'll just be which kids uh, respond the best and, and do it. You know, offensively, uh, there, there won't be, you know, anything magic done either. I mean, if we make a few more layups and, uh, you know, and just stay under control, uh, you know, then, then we can beat about anybody. I mean, we, we struggled a little bit around the basket. So, so probably the emphasis next week will be just, uh, you know, making those shots from two feet. <laughs> The other emphasis I have to imagine is, uh, you know, getting rest after a four-game week. How do you kind of get the legs freshened back up, make sure everybody gets the rest that they need uh, without almost doing what you had to do over the winter weather break, and that is reset all the progress? Yeah. Well, I mean, we've got kind of, after having, you know, know, six really quick games, four games in a week. We've got an odd week next week, and we don't have another game until we play South Pitt next Friday. So, uh, I mean, we should have our legs by then. Uh, you know, it, it's funny, you know, years ago when I was young, I mean, it, it, if I had been unhappy with something that we had done, we would have probably practiced tomorrow, and, you know, we would have had a walkthrough on Sunday and then gone back at it hard again next week. And, and like, the more I talk to coaches – that I thought teams just always seemed to play really well in the postseason. You know, I, me- I remember a coach telling me one time, he said, he said, man, after Friday night, I tell them, you know, even if you ask, I'm not opening the gym. I'm not going to see you until Monday. I don't want to see you. Uh, you need a break, and I need a break. <laughs> and uh, so I, I've, I've been, a, through the years, I, I've been a lot more aware since that conversation, um, you know, about their legs, about, you know, kind of taking a break so that you can come back in on, you know, fresh. And, uh, and and that's what we'll do. We'll come in fresh on Monday, and, and we're going to, and you know, we'll pinpoint the things that we think that are the quickest, easiest fixes that'll have the most, I guess, dividends uh, before we play South Pitt and, and get ready for the tournament. We'll do something a little bit uh, because we don't have games. That's probably a little bit different. But Wednesday, we're just going to take the day off, and we're going to go as a team to, to Knoxville and watch uh, Tennessee and LSU play, and. Uh, you know, at this okay. point in the year, if a, if a day off, you know, uh, I mean, if, if that costs us a game, then, you know, we're probably not a very good spot to, to, to win anyway. So we'll, we'll take a break and then come back again on Thursday and, and get ready for South Pitt in what will be a, a big senior night district game for us. Van Buren County Boys Head Coach Dustin Sullivan. Thank you to each and every one of our guests here today. Thank you to each and every one of you for listening. I'm Colin Castleberry. This has been the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Add space to your home, protect your cars and boats, a new workshop or she shed. Mountain Barn Builders will build it mountain strong. MountainBarnBuilders.com. The prep conversation continues all week, including today's show on demand. UCSportsStation.com.